And we're going to continue in our series on the heroes of the faith. And today we're looking at a young man by the name of Isaac. Now, if you know a little bit about Isaac and Jacob, you know that these two characters are very, very complicated. In fact, Jerry Springer would love to have interviewed Isaac and Jacob. There is a ton of drama that I can't even get into. I mean, I read the story of Jacob and Isaac, and, and, and I'm not qualified to unravel that entire mess. But I do love what it says about Isaac in Hebrews chapter 11, and we're in our year-long series on, on heroes of the faith. And today we're going through the book of Hebrews verse by verse, and we find ourselves in Hebrews chapter 11, and it says this. I love it. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. I want to talk to you today for the next few moments about how to speak life and the power of words. And as toxic as this relationship was between uh, Isaac and Jacob and Esau, I love where it says in Hebrews that by faith, everyone say by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. I want you to take your pencil out and your pen and, 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 and in your notes, I just want, want you to circle that word by faith. Next word I want you to circle is the word blessing. And then you look up on the screen, the, screen, the last word I want you, to, I want you to, 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 to circle is future. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. You see, today I'm talking to dads. I'm talking to moms. I'm talking to grandmas. I'm talking to mothers and to fathers. And I want to encourage you and use the life of Esau as an example, uh, uh, Isaac, I'm sorry, as an example for all of us that there is power in words. The Bible says that Isaac blessed Jacob, and I believe that he used words to bless Jacob and Esau in regards to their future. Isaac had no idea how toxic Jacob was going to be, but he spoke words of blessing over him. He used the power of words in regard to his future, and he spoke over Jacob, and he spoke over Esau, and he blessed them in regards to their future. You are where you are today because someone spoke over you. Some of you are dealing with issues that you have never been able to overcome because people spoke negative words over you. Your dad, your mom, your grandma, your kindergarten teacher. Words are powerful. 
And the statement that someone once said, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, that is not reality. The reality is that many Americans, many Christians are living in dysfunction and living below their calling because the words that were spoken over them are still attached to them and they are living that fulfillment of negative, destructive words. Isaac is our hero today because in faith he used words to speak blessing over his son in regard to their future. And I want to challenge every grandma here today. I want to challenge every dad here today. I want to challenge every business leader here today. Your words are powerful. And you create with your words and you destroy with your words. Be very wise with the words that you speak. Look in your notes. I, I, I've got a couple of great quotes by two great, great uh, uh, leaders. Um, John Maxwell, a word of encouragement from a teacher to a child can change a life. A word of encouragement from a spouse can change a marriage. A word of encouragement from a leader can inspire a person to reach their full potential. I love what Mother Teresa says. Kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. This is not in your notes. This is, this is free today. But as I was praying about this and preparing for this, I was reminded of the story of Jesus right before he was beginning his earthly ministry. He was 30 years old. And in a crazy way, God the Father demanded that Jesus be baptized by John the Baptist. And it was kind of awkward. For John, it was probably awkward for Jesus, but I'm glad that Jesus lived a life of obedience and went to the Jordan River to be baptized. When he came out of the water, a powerful illustration of the power of words. The Bible says that as he came out of the River Jordan, I've been to Jordan, I've baptized hundreds of people in the River Jordan. That word there, Jordan, means descending. Jesus came out of the water, watch this, the Holy Spirit descended on him, the heavens opened, and God the Father spoke. And this is what he said. Jesus, I love you. You are my son with you. I am well pleased. Mm. Jesus hadn't performed one miracle. He hadn't healed the blind, didn't feed the 5,000, didn't heal the cripple. He had done nothing to deserve this. But because of who he was, he received the affirmation and the acceptance of his heavenly father. God spoke from heaven, I love you. I believe in you. I've got your back. You're going to make it. And with those words of affirmation, watch this, Jesus then began his earthly ministry. He didn't earn his love from his father because he already had it. But because he was loved, he did great things. And like you and like me, 
We all have to hear the words of our Heavenly Father that speak over us today and, and, and say to us, I love you. I am pleased with you. You're my son. You're my daughter. And when you hear those words, you do good works because you're already loved. You don't do good works to earn God's love, but because you're already loved, you do good works. Now, if that's true for Jesus, how much more is it true for you and for me? There is somebody in your life today that needs to hear words of encouragement. Sandra talked about it, a cheerleader. They need to hear something out of your mouth that affirms them and lets them know that they are accepted and they are loved, not based on what they do, but based on who they are. Are y'all with me this morning? Somebody on the job, somebody in your family, somebody in your neighborhood needs to hear the affirmation words that God speaks over us today that tells us that it's going to be okay, we are going to make it, God is on our side, and if God is for us, who can be against us? The power of words. And Isaac is my hero today because the Bible says by faith. He didn't see that Jacob was going to be blessed. He spoke these words by faith, and he spoke a blessing over them in regard to their future. And I want to encourage all of us to live by faith. Your granddaughter may not be living the kind of life that you think she needs to be living, but by faith you speak over her. Your kids may not be living the kind of life that you want them to live, but by faith you speak blessing over them in regard to their future. We live by faith, not by sight. And if you're sick today in body, you don't live by what we see. We live by the faith and we live believing God's word. And so we see things that are, that are not as though they are and we live by faith. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob in regard to his future. So I'm going to give you real quickly wisdom on words. Words that are going to help you build and encourage people in your life. If you're still with me, let me hear an amen. Let's go, to, let's go to point number one of your notes, wisdom on words. And here's the first powerful principle. And I hope you get this today. Here it is. Your words must be spoken to be activated. Words have to be spoken to be activated. Now, you're here today and you say, oh, Pastor Scott, my wife knows that I love her. Pastor Scott, my kids, I mean, they, they know that I love them. And I would challenge you today because kids and employees and family members have to hear what's in your heart and those words are activated when you speak them. They just don't pick up on it. It's just not some kind of magical thing that, that, that you're a good dad or you're a good employer and you're a good person and people are going to pick up on that. No, Jesus heard God from heaven say, I love you, you're my son, with you I am well pleased. And your kids, your employees, your neighbors, your family members, they have to hear it spoken for those words to be activated. They're just not going to pick up on it. It takes work. 
It takes being intentional. It takes being strategic. You as a dad, as an employer, as a grandma, you got to look for moments to speak those words. And when you speak them, it is activated into people's lives. They're waiting on you to speak. And they're just not going to just pick it up by being around you. They've got to hear words spoken. Are you all with me? Go to, go to Genesis real quick. Genesis chapter 1. I want to show you something about the power of spoken words. The power of spoken words. And by the way, here's a great scripture on this topic. 2 Corinthians 4.13. It says, I believe, therefore I speak. I like that. I believe, therefore I speak. Romans 10.10. 10. It's with your heart you believe, and it's with your mouth you profess your faith. So words have to be spoken to be activated. Go to Genesis chapter 1, and I want you to go to the very first chapter in the Bible. Genesis chapter 1. Now watch this. I hope somebody gets this today. This principle could be life-changing for somebody. And I want you to lean in. Lean in. Don't fall asleep. Lean in. Now, you will notice that I go to Genesis 1 an awful lot. You have to go backwards in order to go forward. And when you go backwards, you learn the character of God. In Genesis chapter 1, the first few words that describe our Heavenly Father, is words that declare him as one who creates. Everyone say creates. In the beginning, God, what? Created. Watch this. How does he create? In Genesis chapter 1, you will see that God creates by speaking. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. And then it goes on and says, and God said, and in Genesis chapter 1, you will see 14 times, watch this, where the Bible says, God said, and then God made. God spoke, and then it happened. You create by the words you speak. You and I were created in the image of God. And you create the culture that you want by the words you speak. God said, God made. God spoke, and it was so. So in the very beginning, God establishes now for us the principle of words and speaking. And when you speak, you create. Have you ever been around somebody who's negative and doubtful? and mean-spirited, and skeptical. They create that culture by the words that they speak. And words have to be activated, and they have to be spoken. And God in creation spoke those things, and he created the world that he wanted to create by speaking and creating. Now, I would challenge you this, this morning. In your family, in your marriage, in your business, in your church, in your relationships, whatever you want to create, you create it by speaking. 
Because you're made in the same image as God the Father, and God spoke, and God created. Are y'all with me? Now watch this. This is not easy. It takes a lot of work. It takes being very strategic. It takes you being very intentional. In fact, watch this. It was so difficult for God when he created everything and spoke it into existence that after six days, he got tired. Hmm. You ever thought of that? The Bible says he rested on day seven. I've never thought about that. That means God got tired because he was intentional. He was strategic. He was producing, watch this, energy. And after seven days, he says, I've got to take a break. That implies that what I'm talking about uh, uh, is difficult and it's got to be very strategic and intentional on your part. And every once in a while, you're going to have to take a break because you need rest like God our Father. But after six days, he said, man, this is a lot of work. I've got to take a nap. How many of you ever taken a nap? Aren't naps beautiful? So be specific. Be intentional. Be strategic and then realize it's going to be okay to take a nap every couple days. But then get back on the front line and use your words to create. The words you speak have to be spoken to be activated. Now, we're going to do something that I have never done. I want everyone to get your phone out right now. Everybody get your phone out. Tammy, can I borrow your phone just for a second? I left my phone. Thank you, sweetheart. Everybody get your phone out. Sir, you've been playing games all morning on your phone. Just just go ahead and lift it up and, and, and we all know you got a phone. There's only three people with phones. If you have a, thank you. God bless you guys. Now we're going to do something that is going to be very unique and very different. I'm going to give you in the next 60 seconds the opportunity to speak words and activate them over someone in your life. In fact, I'm going to put a clock up here in just a moment. And I'm going to give you 60 seconds. And I want you right now, yes, in the middle of church, I want you to text somebody and tell them you love them. You believe in them. You got their back. Now, now don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. Everybody get your phone out. Uh, guys, go ahead and put this uh, up on the screen. I've got a little, um, here, this is, this is something you could say if you can do it in 60 seconds. Here's a little script. Hi, I'm at Pinecastle United Methodist Church. Pastor Scott is talking about how our words needed to be activated to be impactful. He's given us 60 seconds in the service to text someone in our lives and tell them that we believe them. I love you. And by the way, I really like Pastor Scott. Now, who, who, who wrote that? Now, we're going to put a 60-second marker on the screen. And you've got 60 seconds to activate what you believe about somebody in your life. You don't have to use this. You can use your own words. In fact, you're not going to have time to type all that. Just say, I believe in you. I love you. 
I appreciate you. I've got your back. Whatever you want to say, you've got 60 seconds. So James, go ahead and put on the screen the 60 seconds, and we are going to begin right now. You've got 60 seconds. Go ahead. Now, why in the world did I do that? And you know what the crazy thing is? Like for the next three months, this is all you're going to remember about this service right here. Now, that took a little bit of energy, took a little bit of focus, took a little bit of time, but watch this. You spoke and activated and you started to create by the words you spoke. Husbands, I would speak. Wives, I would speak more. Kids, I would speak more because when you speak, you create and people need to hear how you feel. Can I get an amen? Number two, quickly, your words reflect the real you. Your words, they are a reflection of who you are. Look at it in, in Luke chapter 6. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings out the evil things that is stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Can I tell you something? I can be around you 60 seconds and I can tell what's in your heart. Bitterness in the heart comes out in words. Resentment in your heart comes out in words. Fear in your heart comes out in words. Skepticism in your heart comes out in your words. Be careful what you say because your words reflect the real you. And don't think that people don't recognize it. People know it. People sense it. And we need to be reminded today that the real reflection of who we are are the words that we speak. Are you full of doubt? Well, it's because your heart is full of doubt and you speak doubt. Are you complaining all the time? Are you creating a toxic culture in your life where there's always drama and issues going on? It's probably a reflection of your heart and the words you speak. Here's a little bit of wisdom on words. Your words reflect the real you. Can I get an amen? Number three, I love this one. Words spoken can't be reversed. When you speak words, 
they are released into the atmosphere and you can't take them back. James 3.6, a tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body and sets the whole course of one's life on fire and in itself on fire by hell. The tongue is a fire. I've got a, I've got a lighter here just for a moment. Now, is there anyone that doesn't believe that with this, there we go. Do you, do you not think that I can't set this church on fire like right now? <laughs> do you really honestly believe that I can't go to your house and in a matter of seconds start a fire that can destroy your whole house? Words are like this little flame. They're little, but they're lethal. And once you speak them, you can't take them back. I've got, I've got a gift here today for everybody. I got a tube of toothpaste. Now, Pastor John is going to be in the lobby. He's going to hand some of these out to you to remind you that just like toothpaste, once you begin to squeeze the gel that's inside, outside of this tube, guess what? You can't get it back. I've done it a million times. I, I don't know. You know, my, my toothbrush head is, is only, you know, about that big, and, and I squirt out the size of a quarter every single time. I waste so much toothpaste. I'm smart enough to realize that once I pour that quarter-sized toothpaste on that little toothbrush, I'm not going to put it back in the, the tube. It's impossible. Guess what? Words are the same way. Once you speak them, you can't get them back into the tube. So be careful what you say. So Tammy, can you just uh, can you hand me that that box there? I'm going to show. You. I've got all sorts of I've got all sorts of uh, wonderful. Thank you, Aaron. I've got a whole box of toothpaste for you today. I got Sensatine for those who are sensitive. I've got Pepsodent. I've got Ultra Bright. I've got Tartar Control. Listen, I want you to carry this with you this week to remind you. That the words you speak cannot be reversed. And then after you carry this for a week, then you are allowed to use it. <laughs> I'm Pastor Scott, and I'm here to help you today. And by the way, this is probably one of the best gifts I've ever given. I spent $38 at Dollar Tree getting, getting toothpaste for this illustration. So I would really appreciate a good amen on this one. I'm a mess. Number three. Thank you, Jeff. Number three, I love this one. Wisdom on words. Your words must be guarded. Everyone say guarded. Look at Psalm 141. I will set a guard over my mouth. Lord, keep watch over my lips. How many of you ever wished that you had a guard over the words that you say sometimes? Well, guess what? I believe the guard is the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That says, God, God help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Guard. You know, I, I wish we had a guard here today. I wish I could illustrate to you a guard. Somebody who was dressed up like a centurion soldier. Uh, Chuck, that'd be the time to come right now. Yeah, that's it, Chuck. Thank you. 
Come on up here, Chuck. Hey, I pay these guys a lot of money for this stuff. Chuck, you look fabulous. Thank you for doing this. I owe you a dinner for this. Now watch this. This guy's big. This guy means business. And if he's guarding me, anybody or anything that's going to try to get to me, they've got to go through him. Watch this. The power of the Holy Spirit is the same way. David said, God, help me to set a guard over my mouth. God, I realize that when I say things, I can't reverse them. God, I realize like toothpaste that once they, once they come out, God, that I can't get them back in. Holy Spirit, would you please be my guard? Would you please be that soldier? Please be that centurion that is watching over my mouth to make sure that I don't say anything that I'm going to regret later. And this guard is the power of the Holy Spirit. And if I were you, I would on a regular basis remind God of his word in Psalm 141 and say, God, help me by the power of the Holy Spirit to have a guard. Wouldn't it be great if Chuck was with me all the time and he guarded everything I did, everything I said, I had a guard. Well, guess what you do? It's the power of the Holy Spirit. He's with you all the time and he will help you. You've been in conversations where you're getting ready to say something and the Holy Spirit says, I wouldn't say that. No, no, no. Be careful. And sometimes the conversation is so juicy. I mean, you're gossiping. You're talking about other people. And you so want to just throw your little two cents in. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's a guardian that guards our mouth and protects us from saying things that we should not be saying. Would you give Chuck a big round of applause and let him know? Thank you, Chuck. You did good. Number five, real quickly. Aaron, come on up and start playing something about, about words, would you? Your words carry weight. Proverbs 20, verse 15. Gold there is and rubies in abundance, but lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel. Mm. Your words carry weight. Now, I'm going to tell you guys a story. Tammy, you don't know I'm getting ready to tell this, but this is, this is a good one. This is a good one. I want to tell you how I met my wife, Tammy, and relate this to the power of words. I went to Edgewater High School. She went to Winter Park High School, and, and my best friend, Aaron took Tammy to prom. I took uh, a young lady, Brenda, who went to Evans High School, and we went to Edgewater Prom. Now, I promise you, church, I would not lie to you. About halfway during prom, Brenda, my date, got mad at me because, Charlie, you're not going to believe this. She got mad at me because she says I was dancing with all the other girls. I don't remember it like that, but obviously it was a reality to Brenda. Watch this. Brenda calls her mom, Martha. 
Martha's upset. Martha calls Pastor Jim at midnight. I get home, and I've had the time of my life. I've danced with everybody. I'm just in, I'm in hog heaven. Life's good. I don't think there's a thing wrong until I get home, and all four of us went over to my house just for a few months, and my dad was there, and he met me. And he was upset, and he was disappointed, and he was mad. And he said something that to this day, I can recall word for word. That was hurtful. It was inaccurate. It wasn't right. And he said something. I'm not going to dishonor my dad because I know he's watching. And he didn't probably understand the magnitude of the words that he said over me. And it, it cut. Forty years later, I still remember exactly what he said. And thank God God turned that thing around. And, and in his anger, he says, all right, Scott, you're going to take Tammy home. And Aaron, you're going to take Brenda home. And it was on the way home that I met Tammy, my wife. Isn't that amazing? So what the enemy meant for harm, God means for good. My point is this. My dad spoke those words over me. And thank God they're broken, but our words carry weight. People are counting on you. Do you know how hard our staff work at what we do here on Sunday mornings? I realize that every word has got to be calculated and wise because people are counting on words because words carry weight. And as a father, as a business leader, as a grandma, your words carry weight. Be careful what you say. Number six, if you're still with me, let me hear an amen. Number six, I need to remind you as a pastor today that your words are going to be judged. They're going to be judged. Now guess what? I'm not the judge. And you're not going to judge my words, and I'm not going to judge your words. But one day, we will be judged for every word we speak. Where do I get that from? Well, Matthew chapter 12. But I tell you that everyone, everyone say everyone. Who do you think that includes? Everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they've spoken. That word their empty word means careless. You know what happens sometimes? We get careless with our words. We get lazy with our words. And the scripture, and Jesus reminds us, be careful because you may get tired, you may be lazy, but you're going to be accountable for every single word you say. Be wise. I love this one. Plato said this, wise men speak because they have something to say, fools because they have to say something. A fool is made more of a fool when their mouth is more open than their mind. And I love what Albert Einstein says. If people would only talk about that which they understood, earth would be a very quiet place. 
Bible says, be quick to listen, slow to speak. The reason James tells us that is because he knows we're going to be held accountable for every word. Oh, but Pastor Scott, you don't understand. Pastor Scott, you don't have all the details. No, I don't. And guess what? I'm not the judge. But you will, like I, will stand one day and give account for every careless, lazy word we speak. In fact, I've told you guys I use duct tape an awful lot. Duct tape would be a really good thing to carry around with you to help you to be wise and not talk so much. People really don't care that much. And if I were you, I go to meetings, if I stay quiet, people think I'm smart. I don't say a word. And I walk out of that meeting, they go, man, that guy's smart. Yeah. It's when we begin to talk that people realize, that guy's not not too smart. Take some duct tape with you. Put it in your car and say, God, help me to guard my mouth. Help me to be wise with my words because I'm going to be judged for every single word. And then number six, we're going to go, every word, wisdom on words, your words will be examined by God Almighty. In fact, stand up across the auditorium. We're getting ready to close here today. I want to read this verse of Scripture to you, and I'm going to bless you. Pastor John, I'm going to, I'm going to anoint you to be the toothpaste passer outer. You're going to go to the lobby and you're going to bless people. Thank you, sir. Watch this. Now, don't grab it on the way out. You've got to wait till the lobby to get your toothpaste. Watch this. Your words are examined by God Almighty. Look at Psalms 19. I love this. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your what? Sight. He sees and hears everything. That's wisdom on words. Now watch this. This week, I want you to live like Isaac. I want you to live like our hero. And I want you by faith to speak blessings in regard to people's future. They're counting on you to speak words of life and hope and encouragement. And God's going to use you in a great way to be filled with hope and encouragement to be a blessing to other people. Would you bow your hearts with me and let me pray a blessing over you today? God, I thank you for the business leaders, the moms, the dads, the husbands, the wives, the grandmas, the grandpas that are here today. God, we confess that it is so easy to let hurtful, painful, useless, empty words out of our mouth. God, I pray you'll help us. Holy Spirit, we invite you today to be our guardian, to guard our mouth, and to help us to be very wise in what we say. We need your help. We so want to gossip. We so want to complain. We so want to get into the juice and tear people down. God, help us by the power of the Holy Spirit to be wise with our words. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. May God give you the words to speak that will bring life, hope, and destiny by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen.
I love you. God bless you. Have a great day. We'll see you next week.